At Boost, we've built our brand on a simple idea. Choose now. But what does that actually mean? So in this podcast, we're setting out to explore how a choose now mindset can change the way that you think about life. We'll be talking to individuals who have taken the plunge, seized the day and made some difficult decisions. People who have done the hard things to make their life better. We'll also be trying to work out how you can apply a choose now mindset to your own life to break down the barriers that you might have behind making decisions and living the way that you want to live. The opposite of choose now is obviously procrastination. So we're also going to be looking at how you can kick out the bad habits that are stopping you from reaching your full potential. On today's episode, we're going to be speaking to Alice Teha, creator and head of Badass Unicorn, a personal development consultancy that helps businesses and individuals to thrive through greater self-awareness. Previously, she has helped to build and upscale the international giants that we know now as Deliveroo before starting her own company in 2018. Alice uses her knowledge of building and growing tech scale-ups and applies it to people. She is the go-to expert for boosting productivity, morale, and the get up and go mindset. So in other words, she creates choose now mindset. So today we're talking to her about how you can apply her learnings to build a choose now mindset yourself. Alice, welcome to the choose now podcast. Thanks for coming on. Awesome to be here. Thank you so much for having me. I need you as my personal intro for everything I do. <laughs> do you know what? I can um I can record one of those for you and then just send it over. Yeah, we'll we'll do that at the end. <laughs> that would be great. Imagine if we all started our day with some kind of intro like that. I'm thinking about building an exercise where you basically write your own big up moment and then maybe you could pre-record it and listen to it when you're in the shower. That would be a good way to start day, wouldn't it? See, this is already productive and uh giving me <laughs> giving me some good things to take into into tomorrow morning i might actually try it just read out my own bio um and then yeah listen to that when i start the day just manifest all the positive attitude and energy <laughs> before anything else i like it exactly yeah why not all right cool so let's just start a little bit about the company so talk to me a little bit about badass unicorn which i love the name of by the way um when did you start it why did you start it what is it that you do just talk me through it a little bit sure so i didn't know what i was doing when i first started i didn't have a company name i had no idea what this thing was going to become i just found this passion for personal development and i was like more people need to hear about this this is incredible So I started blogging and I started doing stuff on social media and speaking in anyone's meeting room or any conference that would have me. And uh, kind of slowly but surely, I started to get a bit more traction. And it's kind of one of those things, you know, when you kind of pursue something and you open a window, then a dog flap opens up over there and suddenly this kind of thing builds its own momentum. So... I came up with the name Badass Unicorn because actually people were asking me left, right and centre to speak about delivery at conferences. And so I wanted to talk about personal growth, not necessarily the marketing strategy of Deliveroo. So I kind of created this Frankenstein, right, which was what can we learn from companies like Deliveroo, unicorn companies? Those are companies that are worth over a billion dollars, but they're privately owned. And how could we apply those lessons to ourselves so that we could kind of mimic the growth of those companies that we aspire to? And actually, that got some really good momentum because I think people love the kind of practical takeaways about these companies that they thought were really great and how they could think like them and how they could adapt themselves to be more you know have better potential and really grow and uh, and and I called it badass unicorn because it was a kind of a take on a unicorn company and actually one of my mentors said to me Alice you're not just a unicorn you're a badass unicorn and I was like 
I'll take that, I'll take that. In uh, the peak of the COVID first wave, I decided to take voluntary redundancy from Deliveroo and go and do it full time and see if I could pay the mortgage and eat baked beans. And I'm pleased to say I can. And I eat more than baked beans. <laughs> Got some bread in there as well, which already is um, inspirational because, yeah, as a freelancer myself and someone who has been, you know, through a lot of the motions of like juggling trying to work a part-time job and then a full-time job and then actually chase the dream. I know so many people listening to this can can relate to that or being in a place where you know you're you're not working but you are working but you're having to do it for free and then sign on because you can't actually afford to buy baked beans and and toast. So I've been there, I've done that as well. But listening to that and I know a lot of people can resonate with this, it's having that plunge and that I don't know, that confidence to leave a company that is really, really good as well, especially in your case where you was working for a giant like Deliveroo and saying, do you know what? This isn't this isn't actually fulfilling me. It's not ticking all the boxes that I need it to tick. I'm going to do my own thing. What type of person do you need to be to make that decision? And I don't know what was kind of going through your mind during that process to actually get to that decision. I think what it comes down to is if you think about yourself when you're in your rocking chair in 50, 60, 70 years time, what do you want to say that you've achieved? And do you want to have any regrets? And for me, it was like, I always had this entrepreneurial kind of hunger in my belly. And I always knew that it was something that I wanted to pursue. And when the redundancy situation came my way, I thought, is this the universe's way of telling me that now is the time? And even though loads of people were telling me, oh, it's COVID, don't, don't do it now, it's not the right time, and go and get another job. I just felt something instinctually that said, no, I'm going to go and give this a go and see if I can make it work. And the worst comes to the worst, in six months' time, with my tail slightly in between my legs, I'll go back and get a real job. But I'll never know if I don't try. So I think mm. the type of person to take the plunge is somebody who's willing to kind of bet on themselves. And that doesn't mean that you don't have doubts. It's about feeling the fear and doing it anyway. I think the other thing that I'd say is that actually my process towards starting my own business was really gradual. At the beginning, this thing was just a passion project. I was like, oh, okay, let's mm. see if I put a video on LinkedIn, what happens? Or let's see what happens if I write an article and I upload it to Medium. It wasn't like, one day I was nobody and then the next day I was running my own thing. Over the course of like two mm. years, I started asking for money for speaking gigs, started approaching clients and saying, hey, this is my offering, building a sales deck, building my own website, which the first version of was absolutely hideous. I look back on it now and I cringe <laughs> at my old self. But I'm three websites later and I still haven't got the perfect recipe. But I think... You have to start somewhere and doing it gradually, what I call following the scent of the things that give you energy, the things that motivate you, actually makes it a lot less overwhelming. It's not like one to ten in zero seconds. It's like each time you acclimatise, each step you learn something new. You don't go from level one to ten in a video game and life's kind of the same as that. It's a gradual process and each step you're learning and growing and making mistakes and trying again. I like that. And I, and I agree totally 100%. Like, that's very much my mindset. You know, if you don't try it, then you're never going to know. And my biggest fear in life is just being unsuccessful. And I think that, again, is something that I've seen in you. And, you know, the more that I've done research on the company and stuff like that, it's knowing that you've got that inside of you that helps you to take that plunge and then move away from, you know, that safety net 
and then diving into something that is just a little bit more like, okay, if this does work, then I could have this. And then if it doesn't work, then yeah, maybe I can just go back and try and do something else. But I don't know, we've, we've been talking quite a lot in this series to other people about the other things that might contribute to people having that mindset and having that belief within themselves. Do you think that there's any other contributing factors that might have led you to make that decision? Like what are the things that help you to get by on a day to day and make those decisions? So without going into making this a therapy session, I think I had quite a lot of insecurity with money when I was growing up. And so I think that's quite a core driver of mine of wanting success, wanting to be safe and kind of striving for that. So I think when people are really driven by by a purpose, my purpose being to help other people have the same inspiration and experience that I had by personal development, then I think that can be the real driving force that takes you through all the challenges, all the setbacks, all those moments where you're doubting yourself because in your heart of hearts, you believe in this core thing so deeply that you're willing to put yourself out there time and time again. Because you do this on a day-to-day basis, it would be silly to have you on here and not ask you some advice. So are there like, I don't know, maybe three things that somebody can do to boost their own personal awareness and belief? Absolutely. So I think the first thing that people can do is understand what their strengths are. A strength is something that energizes you, that motivates you, that you look forward to doing, that you put your hand up to do. Not necessarily something that you're brilliant at. Like, I'm pretty brilliant at cleaning. I spend a lot of time cleaning my baby's high chair. I'm meticulous. I'm pedantic. (laughs) I hate it. So just because you're good at something Mm. doesn't necessarily mean that it's a strength. So I think understanding what those things are that strengthen you and then finding more ways to bring those things to life is the key piece of advice that I would have because when you're leaning into your strengths, you're six times more engaged at work. You report as having three times better quality of life. And so these things can make us happy. So finding opportunities to lean into those things within our jobs, but also outside of work can be really great to kind of motivate and and fulfill us. My second piece of advice would be to think about what your North Star is. So there was a conference that I went to and I wish I could find the woman on this panel that gave me this piece of advice because it really changed my life. And uh, this woman said, imagine what you want your career to look like in 10 years time. I thought I'd really love to be the head of marketing for Cowshed. I thought Cowshed was a cool brand. I might get free membership to Soho House. I like their style and their design. And I quite liked the idea of having a big kind of generalist job. And when I looked at my career right then, I said, okay, well, if I want to make that true, what would I need to change to help to make that a reality? So I realized that I was working in quite a niche area of marketing. And if I wanted to be a generalist marketer, I probably needed to move into a more generalist role. And at the time I was working agency side rather than for a client. And so the next role that I took was for a client side business. And so when we think about what that dream is, where we want to get to, we can almost like a project plan, start to retrofit. Okay, if that needs to be true, if I want to be the CEO of a FTSE 100 company one day, maybe I might need to understand the P&L better. Right, I'm going to ask Frankie in finance to give me a mentoring session. Or I probably need to feel more confident about public speaking. So I'm going to go and join that free course that I saw on LinkedIn. So when we have that view of where we want to get to, we can start taking actionable steps in the immediate term to help us realize that but we can also start to test whether or not that thing is actually what we want so maybe you think that you want to be the cmo of a big multinational company but actually as you start to follow the scent of that thing you think i didn't really love that 
I'm not really sure about that. Mm. And so you can kind of move backwards, which I guess moves on to my third point, which is a concept I teach called follow the scent. So I think a lot of people find the idea of their dream future or their dream career quite overwhelming. But what I like to describe it as is imagine that you are at one side of a pond and your dream future is at the other side. And across this pond, you've got lots and lots of lily pads, like hundreds of lily pads, right? And within those lily pads, you've got the lily flowers, okay? And so if you think about how to get across to the other side, there's hundreds of thousands, millions of routes that you can take. There's no one path to success. And if you imagine yourself following the scent of your strengths, every lily pad being a leap of curiosity to figure out where you want to go and where you might go next, you can see that there's no wrong turns, there's no dead ends, and that you can traverse really easily between the different lily pads to follow the scent of what you like. And you realize that there's lots of dream futures on the other side. There's not one goal. Yeah. There's lots and lots of different iterations. And it just depends what path that you choose and how you kind of get there. But there's no fixed route. Do you feel like more people should maybe take that plunge? Or do you feel like, I just guess it's just a matter of character. And yeah, just if if people want to go down that route, then fair enough. But then if they don't, then it's a shame. But I guess just leave them to it. I don't think there's any right or wrong. And at the heart of this is, is what do you want? And if you're happy carrying on doing a, a job that kind of pays the bills and nine to five and gives you enough fulfillment that you don't dread going in every day, but perhaps you get your fulfillment from other things, your family, your friends, the hobbies that you have. I think that's absolutely fine. Not everybody needs to be an entrepreneur and, and, and do those things. So absolutely not. But I think I'm talking to the two groups of people one the people that really want to do it but are either too scared to start and then those who actually go ahead pull the plug take the plunge and go and do it and the person that you don't want to be in my opinion is the person who said oh I should have could have widder if I tried what would have happened if you know I could have been a famous actress or I could have been a radio DJ or I could have started that business because we said as we said before you don't want to look back and think Oh, I wish I'd done something different. And and you don't want to, you don't want to shortchange your own potential at the end of the day, you know? I think it's Mel Robbins, who I absolutely adore, who is one of my massive role models. And she introduced this concept that there's a one in 400 quadrillion chance that you and I, or whoever's listening to this podcast exist, because there's lots of eggs and trillions of sperm. And the chances that that egg and that sperm met and survived pregnancy and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So whoever's listening to this, you are exceptional. You, you being here is an utter miracle. You have so many unique gifts, amazing things to bring to the world. And if only we could each figure out what we were meant to do with the reason that we were put on this earth, imagine the most amazing place that that would be if people really figured out why they were meant to be on the earth and, and what they were here to do with their time. The other thing that we need to talk about, I guess, is procrastination. And I'm guilty of it. I'm sure you've been guilty of it at times. I don't know if you still are. I know a lot of people listening are probably big procrastinators. How do you beat that? How do you beat procrastination? Procrastination, don't hate me, but it's not something I've struggled with that much. But if I had to offer some, some advice, again, it's this self-awareness piece, asking ourselves, okay, what is it about this thing that I'm procrastinating on? Is it because I'm frightened about the fact that if I do one thing, then you're going to have another 20 things that are going to come up off the back of it? 
Or is there something else going on? And then as we start to ask ourselves, what's at the heart of this procrastination? Then hopefully we can start to kind of take action to move forward from it. And the good thing about doing that one thing, that one action, is each time you do it, you release dopamine. Dopamine being your reward hormone. And so every time you release dopamine, that's, that's a good feeling for you. And don't you find sometimes that you dread doing that thing and then you go ahead and do it. And actually, it was way easier than you thought. Like for me, I started a podcast about two months ago. I put it off for years and years and years. Oh, no one's going to listen. No one da 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 And then suddenly I was like, do you know what? I'm just going to invite these seven friends. I WhatsApp them. Hey, will you record my podcast with me? I set up some Zoom meetings. I'm sure it's very much less professional than the setup that we've got going now. But I have 500 <laughs> listeners. Yeah. And I put my stuff out into the world and it probably took me about 20 hours in total. And so actually mm. this thing that I've been putting off for years and years and years actually wasn't that hard in the end. And if you don't let perfect be the enemy of the good, because I think sometimes we're all victims of, oh, I want it to be perfect. My web page isn't quite right. Oh, is this venue the best venue that I can have? Whatever those things are. But if we just say progress, not perfection, I'm going to do this as well as I can with the tools that I have in the time that I have available and forgive ourselves for it not being perfect. I think that can be really liberating feeling i think that's really good advice and some that i need to tell myself on a regular basis because i'm a very big perfectionist and i've been very guilty of not starting stuff or you know not putting stuff out there because i wasn't happy with the outcome and i wasn't happy with you know it didn't reach the expectation that i had of, of it in my head just to kind of end this i guess is there any last advice or tips that you would give just to people listening, just to say, um, you know, what, what they could do to, to help themselves, maybe from tomorrow. I know we started this right at the beginning with having our own bios and voice notes read to us, um, <laughs> introductions read to us in the showers in the morning. But is there anything else that, I don't know, that is a really, really strong, shining, staple piece that you have to do in order to, to feel productive and, and, and motivated in your day? You know, when you think about, I don't want to go to the gym today. I don't want to get on the Peloton. I don't want to do this. I don't want to do that. Think about how good you feel when you have done it. Think about all the endorphins and the dopamine and the pride that you have for yourself when you do show up. And so I would just encourage people to make themselves feel proud and do whatever it is that's going to make you feel proud of yourself. That might be cooking a nice dinner for your family. That might be taking your daughter to the park. That might be sending that email that you've been putting off for six weeks. But whatever happens, however it goes, whether it goes right or wrong, the key thing is you can feel proud of yourself for trying. And if you're trying your best, what more can you ask of yourself than that? Yeah, no, I love that. Let me just finish by saying thank you so much for your time today. It's been amazing hearing your personal journey, setting up the business, the trials, the tribulations, the lily pads, everything that you've experienced. Uh, in the short two years that you've been doing this. But yeah, now your story is definitely inspiring and it fits perfectly with the choose now mentality. So yeah, thanks so much for sharing all of that with us. And hopefully everybody listening can take quite a bit from that because yeah, there, there's a lot in there to unpack. There's a lot in there. So really, really enjoyed having you on, Alice. Thanks so much. Oh, well, thank you so much for having me and letting this badass unicorn sprinkle that bit of personal development magic a little bit further. Take care, Alice. And you. Thank you.